0: Edo, banayamo, banayamo, banayamo. Hello, guys. Wow, what's going on? I want Jesus to say Christ. thank Jesus you for Christ. the... What's go- well, even Shepard's on this one. Blimey, I've got all the, all the audio wrong, but fuck it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Eddo, welcome to an edition of the No Chuff Podcast. Fuck Andro B, I'm Stel, and we've got a really packed audience and a packed guest room tonight. Mike Pieri, or Broedros, is back. How you doing, Mike? I'm good, I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, hola, gala, file. Hola, gala, man. Fucking... Pff, triches standing on end already. It's crazy. absolutely yeah, fucking crazy, mate. Um, To return, well, one returning guest, Rodri Giggs, Mr. Omonia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eto! You ready for the... Eto, re. The <laughs> <laughs> hey?
0: Bravo, he's learning, he's learning. I love it, I
1: love it. <laughs> How you doing, Giggs? You all right? Yeah,
0: I'm good, mate.
1: Good. Ready, ready for the good old... Ass whooping tomorrow. Oh, he's
0: started already. Okay. (laughs) All right. We'll put a pin in that for now, right? And uh, Davidson on this podcast, he's an author of uh, an upteen amount of books, man. The guy just writes and writes and writes, but it's just hit after hit. Wayne Barton, welcome to the pod, mate. Hey, doing?
2: Evening, gents. I'm very good. How are you going?
0: All good, mate. All good. We're very nervous but excited at the same time, and we've got comments everywhere. We're just, um, as you can imagine, this is a massive um, time in Armonia's history, a club uh, that might not have existed up until three, four years ago. Um, and here we are playing Man- Manchester United Football Club. It's absolutely bonkers, but I've seen the, the people outside the Radisson already in, in, uh, in Cyprus queuing up to see the players come in, and a lot of them actually British tourists. <laughs> more than locals <laughs> making a lot of noise
3: they're making a lot of noise trying to keep the players awake
0: yeah well I said it the other day we just need to set off rockets and uh, outside and set the fire alarms off and everything we need every chance we can to win this game man honestly <laughs> but Do hey they, Wayne they, um, they'll be
1: setting fireworks off and stuff
0: in the stadium hopefully no no I mean, the, the
1: hotels and trying to no, <laughs>
0: I'll be surprised if they do, to be honest. I'll be surprised if they do. Um, because we played Red Star Belgrade last season in the Champions League qualifier or the year before. Oh, it was last season. And um, they didn't do anything. But I think that was during COVID, there was lockdown. So I think people were too scared of getting arrested. Now, I don't know, maybe security would be increased as well because it's United. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. So, Wayne, before we start, do you want to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, what you do, and the success of your books, my friend? Because Pieri up here has been uh, banging the Wayne Barton drum for a long time.
2: Yeah, I think I better let Mike do the introduction. He's normally much younger than me. he's video. so <laughs> modest. <laughs> um, no, honestly, uh, Mike has been um, instrumental in a lot of the nice words that have been said about me, so I really do have him to thank for a lot of it. Yeah, I've written 20 books on United, 19, 19 or 20 books now on United, on um, bi- biographies, autobiographies, um, and various stories about the club. Obviously, United are um, one of a handful of clubs with such a rich history that you can do that, you know what I mean? You can pick stories from any era. You can even make your own storyline, in a way, which I often do, um, because I find it piques my own interest to do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been writing books for 10 years on United and, um, you know, yeah, I do write a lot, but it's, it's to pay the bills as well, you know what I mean? It's, you got to keep um, keep the food on the table and stuff like that. I, I enjoy doing it. Obviously, it's an absolute dream to be able to, to write about my club all the time, to be able to talk about my club. As you guys know, I already... Uh, do another podcast as well Um, I do a weekly one with Paul Parker on Monday mornings and he was in my favourite United team growing up Um, and we do on the on the channel I run we've got former United uh, players across the podcast as well so it's just a proper indulgence if I'm not writing about United I'm generally talking to someone who played for United and um, yeah it's it's great and but, you know, obviously great to come on and talk to you guys as well um, about... Um, which is obviously a big game for you still.
0: Massive. Absolutely massive. And um, I, I think, to be honest, I, I can't really speak on behalf of most Omonia fans because they live out in Cyprus and they've experienced a hell of a lot. Being in the UK, we don't really have the... Um, OK, now we do but like with YouTube and obviously with certain fire sticks you can watch Cypriot football. But... Um, we, we didn't really have that much access to Cypriot football. And um, for the guys out in Cyprus, knowing the history of this club, feeling the years of torment in the sense that our rivals won title after title after title. And it was just like they, them reaching the quarterfinals of the Champions League, beating Leon on the way and having some great European nights. Now it's finally our turn. And while the likelihood is we're not going to win this game, but I know they're going to give it a go, given who we've got in charge anyway. <laughs> So um it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting night for us. But, you know, I was watching Ten Hag's um, press conference today and a lot of the journalists were questioning him about Casemiro and about Ronaldo and about the Man City performance. And while I don't expect them to be talking about Omonia at all, do you guys, obviously Rod knows a little bit about our club because he takes a piss out of me every week, especially whenever we lose. But, um, <laughs> Wayne, do, do you know much about the club in terms of players and staff and anything really?
2: My, um, education about the club comes from you guys, I'll be honest, because I'm, you know, the last couple of, well, we've known each other a long time, Selling obviously Mike as well, um. And you know, I remember you. I think the first thing that came to mind was when Henningberg got the job. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, no no disrespect, because like you guys follow different clubs and it. I've got loads of friends who follow different clubs, but then when you've got a common interest, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I'll check it out. So like, I was following a little bit with Henningberg, and I know that you had some good times and some controversial times as well. And then obviously, I, I don't think you, you were you very happy that Henningberg went. I think you were a bit sad about that, right? If I'm if, well, that, if I, my I memory serves me right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I was quite disappointed with the way it happened because it, people forget, well, it's an, it's Cyprus. I mean, our, our rivals sacked their manager yesterday and he's only been in the job 14 months. I think he's like their 17th manager in 18 years or something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, but sacking Berg came as a shock to me, not because the run of results were bad, because we it was mathematically impossible for us to finish in the top six but yet we were still in with a shout of winning the cup. So when Berg got the sack, it surprised me because I thought this is a guy that we were going to trust long-term. But at the same time, it didn't surprise me because the performances were stale. They were very predictable. And it it appeared that he lost some of the dressing room, or so it seemed anyway. Um, He left, Lennon came in, and it's almost as if the, the whole attitude changed with the players um the first couple of performances weren't great but afterwards he, he built on that so to see Henningberg leave was was sad given what he achieved at the club he won our first title in in 10 years uh got us into the the European group stages for the first time in our history and now he's played he's head coach of buffer who are top of the table I don't know sorry the second in the table so he hasn't lost anything he hasn't lost a touch so yeah
2: um well, yeah, that's how I got my education from it, from from you guys, really. And then, obviously, you know, Neil Lennon gets the job, and I'm like, oh god, that's interesting that they've sort of kept a high profile manager in. And then, as soon as the group draw was made, I'm like immediately messaging both of you guys. I'm like, oh my god, can like how how on earth has that happened? Um, mm. But it is I mean, look, United are not the name. No, let me rephrase that. They're not the team that they were. They're still the name that they were. You know, they're still going to be that. And, like, you know, it's going to be a massive game for a I'm going to guess probably the biggest two games in the history coming up um, in terms of the European landscape, not in terms of the domestic landscape or anything like that, because obviously you've got your own league and cup finals. But in terms of where they are in Europe, I'm pretty sure it's going to be up there. I know they've had some big European games before. I've seen the list. Um, and they've got a couple of... Is it... Is it Adam Matthews, the fullback, he's a name that that's I'm right, yeah, familiar with. Um, but yeah, I, I will admit to be uh, not ignorant because I know that you know we we've had many European slip-ups before. I mean, we lost to a team called Rotor Volgograd. Well, we didn't lose; we drew both games <laughs> there, um, but, but we were eliminated by Rotor Volgograd, a team that was that really, when Schmeichel scored from the from the corner. Yeah, yeah, Um and they no longer exist. Um So you know, being eliminated by Lesser known teams before. I don't think anybody will be taking it for granted. And look, I'm at that stage. In maybe I'm a little bit older, and you know, a lot of people would jump on the sort of anti-United bandwagon and immediately start slamming as if we lose. And look, don't get me wrong, I'd be heavily um, dubious. If if we did lose, you know, I'd be concerned about the way that we played and and everything like that. But if we do lose, and if you guys get in a win or a good result and and put in a good performance, then I'll be the first person to be on the blower congratulating you guys as well. Do you know what I mean? So um it's one of those you've got to be, you know, it's a massive occasion for you guys, and you've got to appreciate that as well. It's not you know, it's great to see how buzzing you both are about it. Do you know what I mean? Um so yeah. Rod.
0: How do you think United are going to set up tomorrow? We know that Varane's out. We know that um, Maguire is out. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing to be honest at this moment in time. Uh, people talk about possibly Elanga starting on the right-hand side. Bruno Fernandes would more than likely to, to start. And Ronaldo probably up top. Uh,
1: he could go a, a, a number of ways, really. You, you're probably going to see a mixture now because they've been beat. He didn't want to change it because... You know, they were doing well, they were winning games, but now they've been beat comfortably. A uh, couple of players didn't perform, so, you know, Ronaldo didn't play, so you could probably bet he's going to start. Casemiro, you probably reckon he's going to start. Does he throw Fred in to, to give him a game and see what Casemiro looks like? We know how they, they gel again uh, with Brazil, so that's worth a look at. And, you know, Lindelof, Martinez is pretty much nailed on. Um, yeah, he could go a number of ways. Alanga probably could start because uh, Sancho's not been great. Well, he wasn't great on the weekend. Uh, anyone up from the weekend could could be dropped, and they and they can't complain. So, um, yeah, it's it's a fresh plate, and uh, like I say, they've been beat so comfortably, and eh? there's a lot to work on still. We've done a lot. of United fans have got ahead of themselves after the few wins and a few good performances, but, but you know, there's, there's levels to certain certain games, and. Uh, Think City shown what level they are and, and where we're still at.
0: Uh, sorry about that. I think the boys are talking about calling Pep Guardiola to give yeah I've some tips and Stefan talk about calling Pep Guardiola's dad. Why would you call Pep Guardiola's dad? You weirdo. Well, it, it,
1: uh, it, 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 it say, uh, yeah, it's just the, the, yeah, it's not nothing to do with well, it is obviously with Pep Guardiola, but the, the players. Um, they are just on fire at the minute, they're just gone to another level with, obviously, Harlan, he just looks unstoppable at the minute, hat-tricks for fun. It's just, like, it's just... It's just unbelievable. He's a he's but, a
0: beast. And to think yeah, that someone funny. once said to that... Uh... that he,
1: yeah, to think that he can go the rest of the season is, is pretty frightening. But, no, it's still going to be tough, whoever, whoever we put out there, you know, to, to ride the storm the first 10, 15 minutes, because they don't. Could become a long, na- long night. We've seen these European nights before. If they don't go, the team don't go mentally right and I'm only have a good start. Obviously, the crowd will be bouncing, there will be a full house. So, they, they have to be ready for it. Uh, I'm sure they are. There's a lot of experience there and a lot of players have played around Europe. So, I'm pretty sure that, that they would have experienced this kind of atmosphere before. But they have to be ready for it. Because uh, if they're not, they, 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 you know, it could be a, a banana skin and we don't need that.
0: Well, you mentioned that a lot of the players have played in in high-profile games and against smaller teams as well and have blown them away. I mean, United did Sheriff the other week, no problem. Um, And obviously, with Ronaldo playing, Casemiro will probably play. Do you think that a little element of complacency might creep in with with this group of players?
1: No, because, you know, they're probably playing for places now. Uh, And if they perform, then, you know... they're in conversation for Sunday. Uh, whenever they play a big game against Everton, they'll want to be, be involved in that. So if they get a good result and they play, then they'll want to play the next game. And Like I say, once you've been beat, you know you can't complain if you're left out. Yeah, you know? And that's not the way I see it. That's the way he, he's been running it so far, You know, by keeping the same side after they win, not changing a lot. But now he can he can have a look at it and change it. And obviously he can change it in Europe as well because he likes to do that time for time. But um, no, to answer, to answer your question, I don't think they'd be complacent because of some of them, uh, what being be in the team. The only thing you've got is if players coming in who are not match fit or, you know, you, you always see it when you have these big changes. So I don't think there'll be a lot of changes. So... I think you might see I think you might see Fred and Casemiro play together. Uh, but that means he'll leave Ericsson or Bruno Fernandes out. He'll probably leave Ericsson out if he leaves one of them out. If he does go that way, then he could play a langer and Rashford and Ronaldo up front. You could or you could play Sancho and Rashford or Alanga and, and Rashford. You could play it a number of ways. But um he still needs to be poor.
2: I don't I think what you were saying earlier about um, complacency, I don't think you'll see that with United. It's a much bigger game than what it... Look, I don't think anyone expected them to get a result against City, but I don't think at the same time, because we'd, we were playing so well, not playing so well, because the results were, were good, nobody really expected them to really get the the amrin in which they got. So it's a, a bit sobering. And those players that you thought were doing so well, you like some McTominay. Now their places are under serious threat. So like Casemiro coming in and you would, like Rodri said, you're going to presume that Casemiro will probably play and then he's be, he's going to be playing looking for a start on Sunday. So you, that's how this game changes massively. Well, it, it's important for two parts. The the first part being in the context of the Europa League and we lost against Sociedad in the first game. So we desperately need to to win this game and win all the away games or so, as many of these remaining games as we can to being in control of top in the group. The second is that in the context of the squad and, and what they need to prove now because, yeah, it's it's all very well saying you have one game on, on Sunday and then one on Thursday and they're going to be different squads. United aren't like that at the moment. There are a lot of players fighting for survival, even more so after, after the weekend. So I think uh, Rodri's dead on in terms of you're going to see changes, but I think those changes will be more functional in terms of how United... Look to operate in the short term rather than resting players. If, if you're, I, mean. I don't think they'll be taking this for granted whatsoever.
1: I think, I think you've seen over the years. Well, no, over the years, you all the United teams have had healthy competition, and that's why they've been so strong. Because if you know, if you didn't perform, you know, you've got someone on the bench, who will come on and do your job for you. And that's what United seem to be getting now. You know, if you don't play well, then Casemiro's going to come in and take the place, or Rashford, if you don't play well, then Alanga's going to come in and take the place. And that's what you 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 have to get at these big clubs, so that healthy competition. Like the 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 strongest games you have are in training. That's what Mm. you you strive for. So, um, but yeah, they need to be switched on because it's it's not going to be an easy game. It can be an easy game if if they perform properly and and perform to the standards that they should do, and get an early goal. And if you get an early goal, and I fear for ammonia, But if they don't, then it can go. you know who knows, so they have to be prepared. Right? I'm sure they are.
0: There's a lot of experience there. Mike, you haven't said much, but this message is for you. Mike is absolutely effing buzzing. Look at that beautiful smile from Mario. Mario's a City fan, believe it or he not. Is. I don't know how that works out, but you know, come on, talk, talk, Mike. What does this game mean to you, man?
3: <sighs> well, if you remember, even on, on Twitter when when we were and when we we're you know talking about it on you know um, texting and talking about it and um. I said, well, the dream would be to get Omonia in the um, in the group stage. You might know, before we played Bruges, right? And it happened, and that was just wow, that's incredible. Um, probably the only half and half scarf I'm ever going to buy. That's a that's a definite. That's a definite. The only half and half scarf I'm ever going to buy. Um, just on the United team, I think I think Martial will start tomorrow. I think I think there's no way he doesn't play Martial. He brought him on, you know, got a couple of guys. I think he'll play. Um and you know, I don't think the hair will play either. But still, I, I've got a question for you. How
1: how Mike, Ma- Ma- if Ma- What is he playing?
3: Well, I think he'll play off the left. Okay. Yeah, and he'll keep Ronaldo up. Sorry, I think he'll play off the left.
1: Because he cannot you can't possibly leave Ronaldo on the bench No, game. he can't. No, no, he's got a plan. He's got a plan. I agree. I
3: agree. So still, I've got a question for you. How are money gonna set up? Probably a three-five-two or out of possession of 3-5-1-1. One, one. Uh, will Roman play off Bruno?
0: It's difficult to say. Right. It's difficult to say because like Lennon's press conference today, he basically said that Fabi, Fabiano, our goalkeeper, is going to need to have a big game, uh, which is true. Um, he mentioned uh, the midfield issues that we have. I mean, Bashiru's out for four to six weeks and he's undoubtedly our, our best central midfielder when it comes to winning the ball back. And um, recycling it, he's been fantastic for us since he joined us. Um, Kasama isn't 100 fit. He's the big signing from from Ren in the summer, so he ain't going to be fit. So effectively, the only fit central midfielders we have right now are Mix, Mix. and uh, Mix Discaru then and humble mm. who's you know he's 19 years old, 29, 19 20 years old. So it's going to be it's difficult for me to say. I'm I'm half expecting to go three five two, but something tells me he might just go four five one. Mm. I get the feeling he might go 4-5-1 because Brandon Brandon Barker was in the, the press conference today talking about, you know, the, the opponent and how he knows, obviously, United from his City days, et etc et cetera, being a, a Manchester lad as well. And I get the feeling he might start tomorrow. He might start on the left-hand side. i would be very surprised if we, if we go like 4-5-1, but at the same time, I'm we don't the have the... the Yann yeah, is left back, Yeah, yeah. So if Lessex are left-back, yeah. And obviously, Loizo is going to be on that right-hand side helping um, Matthews on the right. But it just depends who plays up top because Ansifarad is going to be prepared for, for that game. He came back from the, the 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 Iranian national team with a couple of games under his belts. Kierosh called him up for the first time in God knows how long. Um, Bruno, obviously, he's in good form for us at the moment. So we're hoping that he's going to start. But again, it's the midfield that I'm worried about. I'm really worried about the midfield. But then again, you might go free at the back. We've got Adam Lang.
1: You're the danger man. For
0: for us, uh, it's difficult to say right now. But uh, right now, we've we got we've got we've got we've got Brazilian we've got a Brazilian midfielder, attacking midfielder called Bruno Felipe, who we signed from Sheriff in the summer. He's our top goal scorer at the moment. Um, we've got an Iranian striker that we brought in from AK Athens, but he plays for the national team, so he's he's done pretty well since joining us. Um, but in terms of going forward, I'm I'm just worried about. United's pace on the flanks because if Elanga starts on the right or whoever starts on the right side be it Sancho be it Martial our left back I keep missing, I
1: keep missing Anthony out as well just paid yeah 8
0: million quid for him and he yeah. could play there you go so yeah I, I don't know I really don't know but you know it's, I'm just um, I, I just don't know what to say about the game itself I'm actually not even thinking about the game itself the, the whole build up is just so overwhelming man it's, it's, it's wild it's absolutely
2: wild. Yeah, like an event rather than r- rather than a game itself. I mean, it will be here and then you'll be looking at it and as soon as the whistle goes, you'll be treating it like you would any other game. I guess for you guys, a it's a little bit different because you've got split loyalties. I know it's probably more balanced towards ammonia, but I mean, Mike, what are you feeling? Are you more ammonia or United? Mike's on
0: mute again. <laughs> you hear
2: a word of it, Mike.
3: Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I'm a red. I'm a red. Um, but, you know, Armonia have a special place in my heart and, and my family as well. So, um, listen, um, you know, it's not even a case of heart ruling head. It's just a case of, you know, I, you know it would be incredible if, if, if Armonia scored a goal, to be honest with you. Um, and the United not to win would be just as incredible so, um, is it split it, it It's not about oh, I really want this team to win over that team, or it's just an incredible occasion, and it's it's it, it's just going to be fantastic to watch. But yeah, yeah. I, I want United to win.
0: Nice. But Mike, you know, you, you've you've been following both clubs for yes. the majority of your life. I have. So when when you when you saw the draw, and obviously you know your dad is a big football fan. Yes. What did he say when he when you saw it? He year I could be this you? Yeah, no, phone
3: me straight away. He me straight away. We we're just talking about Armonia and how big the game is, and you know about history, and then he got me thinking, and that's when I did that massive thread on Twitter about Armonia. And um, yeah, as I said, you know, people follow not just Almonia but Cy- you know, Cyprus football. Cyprus football. So it's a huge game for the country. You know, for Manchester United to. Pop into town to to play at the RCB in front of twenty four thousand or twenty five thousand, and then to go you know go and play at Trafford. I mean, I know that. Oh, I played two thousand and eight at the end, In fact, I went to that game. Um, this is on a different level. This is a huge game for the club, and um and the fans are rightly excited. They should be. It's amazing. Ronaldo's going to play in Cyprus. That, that, that's how that's, that's, that's the was, it,
0: was he was he play for Real Madrid when they played that upwell a few many years ago? I can't remember. Can't Maybe the remember. people in the in the chat can tell me because I, I seem to remember when when Abuel beat Leon, they played Real Madrid in the next round in the quarters and they got absolutely smashed. But mm. um I don't know if, if Ronaldo started that game or, or played that game but I don't know. But yeah, the, you know anyway.
3: it, it, it's massive it's it's a huge huge game and it lots and lots of excitement. Press, media, everything. It's um, and it's great. It's great for Cyprus football, great for Cyprus
0: football. There you go. There you go. So um what else what else shall we talk about with this game? Well, George Best played for Monia at one point, played in a friendly. He in a friendly, he did indeed. Played in a friendly. So he he a for shirt.
2: everyone. At one point, <laughs> though right. He played around the world for everyone. I, I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I've, I've been written the biography on him, he pretty much played for every single team that ever ever um, Considered itself a football club, but um, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be other links, right? Is there another United player who's played for Ammonia? I mean, the Henningberg one. He still, he still blows my mind that he was there so recently, and and that he could have that. Well, I I can ask you a question then. So, what what's you know, everyone's talking about United's DNA, their style of play, how sort of being reinvented under Tenno. What would you consider Ammonia's? cultural identity? What what do they stand for?
0: <laughs> well, the, the thing is, with this club, uh, losing is never an option. No one likes losing. No one likes losing. And I'll tell you what, the uh, the Cypriot football fan mentality is like, you know, after two or three games, if, if the manager isn't winning games, then it's just get rid of him. But I think under the new uh, ownership uh, that took over in 2018, it changed a lot. And he was like, give a manager a chance and let's see what we can do. The, the thing is with Omoni, the, the parallel with Omoni and United is the fact that Omoni, we always believe in youth, youth development. And more so over the past four or five seasons, we've seen the, an influx of youngsters breaking through into the first team from Marino Johnny, who's now playing in MLS for, for a sport in Kansas, to uh, you know Gabulidas in the, in the Cypriot national team. We've got a whole heap of youngsters breaking through. Um, And that's a testament to the youth academy who are constantly looking for the best players. Now, we had a gentleman coming called Jesper Fredberg, um, Danish fella, came in back in 2017, 2018, completely restructured the the youth academy, and we've been thriving as a result. So, look, in terms of uh, Omonia's system set up, DNA, it's all about winning, all about getting results and all about winning trophies. We've got 21 league titles. Um, you know, it's, it's a club that's a winning machine and we dominated Cypriot, for, uh, Cypriot for, for many years. But obviously, our rivals, the team down the road from us, they went through a very long phase of, of winning trophies, um, very successful, getting to the Champions League and they'll never forget if it, uh, rem- uh, they'll never stop reminding us that they got into the last state of the Champions League. And that's something that's yeah. obviously going to bother us forever. But, you know, as Cypriot football is, there's a lot of Controversy and there's a lot of um, politics involved. And um, for many years, we've been saying our rivals have, have basically bought the title over the years. Um, and it isn't... OK, you could say it's bitterness on the one hand. They have had a lot of favourable de- decisions and they do have a lot of people in their pockets higher up. But these things change in Cyprus. These things change. And, you know, there's no point in talking about the past. The past is done. So... Yeah.
2: That's interesting. So it's not I mean, you could say you could make the argument for most successful clubs, right, that they share a lot of the similar kind of um traits that it's, it's required to to be successful. Um but yeah. it's interesting to you know, we say like there's a demand on on maybe it's a, a cultural demand over like I said Cypriot football that you know that people want to see their team win. But like I said, with the youth football and everything, it seems like there are at least a couple of threads there that tie the clubs together. And you never know, right? Honestly, you never know, because United have had a lot of um, trips overseas where they forge bonds with certain clubs um, for various reasons. I mean, Real Madrid are an obvious one, Red Star, Belgrade. But even like Anderlecht, the first team that they played in the European Cup, there's a bit of a bond there. Um, So you never know. It could be another of those things if there's something that's there. Um, between you know, if Ammonia play the right way, and United, you know, if on an entertaining show, and, and there's a respect there, then you know it could be, you know, I'm not, I don't know what mm. what form a longer fruitful friendship plays in modern football, but you know it could be the start of like a nice relationship between the clubs. You know, if they if they've got shared yeah. traits, then
0: well, the, the thing is, right now, that you know, United are one of the most despised teams in in England, obviously because of the success. Um, but with Omonia, it runs deeper than that. And it's more like a political thing than anything. Yeah. The way that the club was formed, um, the left-wing beliefs um, on an island where the government's predominantly right-wing. And I'm sure Mike can elaborate on that even more because he knows separate history inside. And he could probably articulate it better than I can as well. Um but, you know, Armonia have always been classed as lefties, you know, and um, it's... it's um, well, don't forget, it's Armonia, a, it's,
3: the word Armonia means harmony, unity.
0: yeah And that's
3: how the club was formed. The fact that they embraced um, anyone who wanted to play football when certain other clubs didn't want certain players or people simply because of their political beliefs. Whereas Armonia was formed in 1948 on the back of this idea of harmony and unity. And ever since, that, that's why it is the People's Club, you know, in that way. Um, and there is that, um, that, that ideal that we are for everyone. And, you know, famously, the, the number 12 shirt has been obviously retired simply because that is the, the, the People's shirt. It's the fans' shirt. So, it, it, yes, it's symbolic, but it's also real. There is that affinity. There's that togetherness with the people of ammonia. And if you're an Amoniadi. If you're, you know, if you wear green, if you say that you're an Ammonia, uh, ammonia fan, it, it, it is that that link with the club, with the community, with the history. And it, and it is that tight. Um, and I guess there is some sort of sim- there are similarities there with, with United going back in terms of, um, you know, the working class, uh, you know, going in, going back in history, you know, the, yeah. the, the canals and the ship canals and that sort of thing. And when you look at Ammonia as well, there, there is that sort of link as well.
0: Mike, Mike's uh, history of Ammonia and the, the way the club was formed and Cypriot football in general is just like mind blowing. I can sit there listening to my. That's
2: what he should do. He should write the book on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, listen, tomorrow I'm actually
3: not going to be able to watch probably the second half because I've got, um, I've got football training with my Ammonia team, my under 18s. So of course, I'm <laughs> going to watch the first half. Then go and um, uh, train my ammonia boys, and it is my last season coaching. So who knows what I'm going to do in my time? I don't know.
0: You're hanging up your coaching uh, bib and all that, mate. Your whistle.
3: I, I think I am. Yeah, I think I, I worked it out. It's either 29 or 30 years I've been coaching. So um, I think it's time. Wow. And my, my boys, they, they you know, they, they would have finished their grassroots youth journey. Their, their, their last season in under-18 football. Then they become men. Um, and yeah,
0: that that'll be it. Excellent, nice, nice. Well, um, before we carry on, guys, in the chat, let us know if you've got any questions for Rod and Wayne, and obviously Mike. Happy to fire them over to these guys because you guys have been contributing a lot today. There's there's so many things. Mike will Miss Armonia tomorrow, and everyone on again the Sheikh of flag alongside the communist flag. I haven't seen that flag for actually no, I have. Tell a lie, I have seen it. I have seen it. See, we're gonna we're gonna get absolutely slaughtered for that. Holland scored again. Oh, you're talking about City. Okay, fair enough. Would... No Roy, no party. Sorry, Roy isn't here. Roy isn't here. Roy is too busy doing other stuff with his life. Unlike me. <laughs> Actually, put up a comment earlier, Rod. Here, look at this one. Hi, boys. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Mike. Who's the guy on the bottom left of the screen? I think I recognise him. He's the guy who's the last in FPL. Mind that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't remember that I won't forget you Roy I won't forget you don't worry I'll tell you
2: it's a good well I know it's not a good job it's a bad job for Audrey that I'm not in the fantasy football league because I have like a strict policy it was like years ago that I did this in, in fantasy football I um. I, I, my policy, my only policy was don't pick Liverpool or City players, and then obviously you know where I ended up in every single table. Like obviously last night I stuck to it, like I'm not gonna do it. Like and everyone like now is like obviously they, everyone's gonna have Ireland and aren't they? And I just couldn't bring myself to do it because a lot of people it gets political. You know on socials it's always like oh if I'll, if Salah scores at the weekend and I could never. I just couldn't envisage doing it, you know what I mean? And I'd rather stick in if if Norwich were playing Liverpool, I'd rather stick in the Norwich goalkeeper on the hope that I'm like <laughs> in some kind of vex on him, you know, even though I know that it he would help me finish bottom of the fantasy league. So I, I just couldn't do it. And obviously, fairly competitive myself. So um, I couldn't leave myself open to the jabbing. It must have been at least five years since I've played a fantasy. I think um, I've only just
1: broken 300, 300 so everyone else is like 400, 500 like two weeks ago right. and uh, I made the schoolboy out of taking my captaincy off Harlan on the weekend. It's like, oh. so, yeah, but yeah.
0: you weren't the only one. There was a few other people that I know that did it. I don't even know, I don't why know why
1: I did that. I don't even know why I did it. I need to stop changing it late at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's been on the source. He just
1: changed his FPL
0: team. <laughs> okay, no. See, yeah, fun fact. The, the name Ormonia was the result of an argument when they were having try, trying to decide the name of the club. Then one man stood up and shouted, There should be
2: Ormonia between us. Harmony oh, oh. That it's funny that you mentioned that. Sorry to butt in, but that is meant to be he really reminiscent of the way that United were given their name after they were renamed from Newton Although I don't fully know if this is 100% legitimate, um, that when they were being renamed, there was like a, a big sort of convention. Well, let's say a big convention in a probably in a pub. Somewhere, but yeah. He was dog definitely a... probably get the name of it. I can't, I can't think of it off the top dog of my head. Dog and were... It
0: was a dog and partridge, oh,
1: was and
2: partridge before Okay, so they were there. <laughs> he says, it was it Louis Rocker? Everyone mentions Manchester Celtic was the name, and then he just put his hand up and said Manchester United. Um, uh, that has been heavily disputed, as uh, a number of Louis Rockers claimed um he has some romantic ideas of, yeah. And then a lot of realistic ideas of his contributions to United history, but that's certainly one. It's, it's funny, again, that that's such a strong similarity to the way that the clubs were renamed or Excellent. given a names.
0: Well, here's a question for you, boys. In England, I know they belittle clubs like Omonia. How are they feeling, obviously you guys, about the game in England, the return game? It'll
1: uh, well, be a lot easier than, than, than tomorrow, I'm pretty sure of that but um, yeah we'll see tomorrow but uh, really no realistically we should we should be winning this comfortably but you know football doesn't work all like that if you don't go in the right mental state and, and ammonia have a bit of luck crowd get behind them we've seen it before so yeah they've, they've got to go right but the home game should be a lot easier Old Trafford you know a Cyprus team that probably haven't played at a big stage like that in a European night so but then they could flourish. You, you, you never know. But you, you, to answer your question, you expect them to, to be comfortable at Old Trafford.
0: Well, it'll be it'll be about 24, 25 degrees when they kick off tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good time for, for them. If it was kicking off early, they're looking at 30, 35 in Nicosia. Really? Is it that, still that hot? Now? Yeah, I mean, humid. Quite humid, yeah.
1: Like I say, some of them, you know, Casemiro... Should be used to, used to it. Fernandez used to it. Ronaldo used to it. You know, there's a lot of players in that team that are used to that. So, like I say, there's a lot of experience in United side now, and you probably see that tomorrow. So, expecting an absolute massacre.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what counts, what helps Mourinho in the first game will count against them in the second because obviously they're an unknown quantity for United. So it's going to help them at home. Well, you know, if they were playing in Manchester in the first game, you you would say it helped them because United don't know really. They don't know what they're up against. Apart from the the, you said Barker and Matthews are probably a good barometer of the standard of what United could expect. But still, the rest of it is unknown. Like I said, Bruno, very much an unknown quantity. Of those kind of players, United just don't know. Um, what they're up against. So they could catch them cold on the first game, but doing it in Cyprus is like one thing. And then getting back to Old Trafford, they'll be wary of any sort of danger. You know what I mean? They should be able to professionally deal with it. You would think a lot more. Although I'm using that logic and then I'm remembering Fenabache and we beat them 2-0 in the first game and then Elvia Bolic scored Bolich, in yeah. the second game. So um, theoretically it works the United should be better planned for for the game in Manchester, but you know, um, you know theory does in football. Is there any, um,
1: uh, hot, any players that could be that, that could discipline could be poor, like a bit like the managers or the no leader. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the managers.
0: <laughs> okay, this guy.
1: Um, uh,
0: No, not really. No, not really. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, maybe maybe Humboldt's the midfielder. He's the, the youngster that scored the penalty that, that won the cup. He, he can get stuck in a little bit, but he, he's only been doing that since Lennon took charge. So he's got that little bit of needle in his game.
1: All I'm saying is the last thing you want, you know, uh, Manchester United come in, they're all excited, you know, people get overexcited yeah. and make a bad tackle. And the last thing you want is to be down to 10 men. So I'll show sure why I'm saying that. It's just.
0: Well,
1: no, you're people...
2: right.
0: You're right. You're right, and, and Lennon said in the, the press conference today that obviously the, a lot of players are going to be in awe of their opponent because it's it's, it's Man United, and who wouldn't be? But at the same time, we're lucky to have some players that have played at the Euros. We've got players that have played in leagues outside of Cyprus, you know, in Turkey and in Greece and in, in Holland, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So proper leagues, man. Yeah, yeah, properly. All right, yeah. proper leagues. Yeah, okay, proper leagues. So
3: think, um, well, one of the things is it's not just going to be about their physical ability and technical ability. It's going to be mental as well. As you, as you said, Rod, um, the, 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 you know, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be difficult. Also, there is going to be that excitement. Is it going to be a late challenge? Is that over exuberance? Is it oh, I need to sprint a little bit more? I need to run a little bit quicker. And then you're going to get these late challenges because, you know, on paper, United are far, you know, far superior technically, probably physically as well. And you know, as you said, one wrong step. What you don't want is get a yellow card here, yellow card there, and then, and just you know, you're it's difficult for the rest of the game. And that's what I would fear, just the the, the mentality um, going into the game and as the game starts, because obviously it's a big game. You're going to be told, look, make sure your first tackle's clean, your first pass is good, your first catch is clean, and then if if it, if it isn't, then you're then you're struggling, aren't you? And if you're running around chasing shadows. Um the excitement, the crowd's gonna be up for it. You just gotta be careful, you just gotta be aware. And it's as much mental as it is, it's gonna be physical and technical
0: tomorrow for them. Do you think having Lennon there will make a massive difference there, Wayne, then? A manager that knows how to beat big teams, so to speak.
2: I'm trying to remember, it was Lennon? I think, I, think I think he was there
1: when he beat when when the beaters won
2: nil. Yeah, 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 with that's the Park. And that it's I mean, Celtic are, I mean, they're one step and Ammonia is another step down. But, you know, it's, it's a really good comparison to make, Roderick, that he's used to dealing with the United team. Who, who, you know, this United team aren't as good as that one either. So dealing with a United team that aren't quite as good, knowing how an atmosphere Celtic Paul was definitely rocking in, In I think, it's two or three games that we've played them since the turn of the century. And I know that every single time, the atmosphere has been absolutely fizzing. So if you can, you know, it, is, it goes back to like Fenerbahce and Galatasaray and, and Rota Volgograd. If you can make that ground intimidating, it's a massive equaliser. It's, it's, that's what football is, right? You know, you don't know the temperament of these players. You know, United, are, they are going to be wounded. I, I know was it was Lennon who said going, they might be a wounded animal. I think that's probably... I don't want to be too unfair to the team that I support, but it's probably a bit generous expecting that United are going to react like a wounded animal because that's that's the reputation, not the squad, right? United traditionally reacts like that for the last seven or eight years. They don't react like that, so he will be saying that in public. But hopefully for you guys, behind closed doors, he's going to be saying, "I said that," but they don't. They're a team that usually feels sorry for themselves, you know, and you can. Can strike at the vulnerabilities and they might be able to do that. You know, you know, the difference is like Rodri said you might end up with Casemiro and Ronaldo in, and those players don't feel for themselves that they certainly won't be on an occasion like they will just be wanting to get about and, and put you know have business as usual. So um it is like I said Lennon will be doing what he can to to control the elements as much as he can because that's what good managers do and he's certainly a good manager, he's got plenty of experience of winning and certainly like I said, experience of winning against United and playing against United as well so he, he kind of knows the qualities of a good United side and he won't be blind to the the qualities and, and drawbacks of this current United side so um, whatever he says in public, whatever any manager says in public is always a different ma- uh, message to what they send him in private and he'll be certainly looking to so you know he's not going to be looking at the game and saying oh it's it's a write off. Just enjoy the experience. You'll be looking for a result. Why wouldn't you? Because it's going to be if you win. I know I said it is the the biggest game in in history, but if you win, it probably will be won. It you know if you they're looking back, they beat Manchester United. So and they can do that. They can do that. Of course they can because it's ninety minutes of football, and you know. Yeah, you can say, "Oh, United got unlucky against C because C will beat anyone." But United can also equally lose to different teams. They, they lost to Istanbul. It was actually here a couple oh, of last years, season, was Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, so so they, they
2: can definitely, you know, they, they've lost to poor teams. They, they've always got a hiccup in them in Europe. They, they lost to Sociedad at um, home already. So there's a hiccup in there. They can be got out. You know, the expectancy is that United are going to sort. of professionally do the job, but there's certainly a range and scope there for um, Lennon to make a big difference. Um, And and I do think he plays a value, by the way, as well, the history that he's got, the experience that he has. I I do think it comes with a a certain value in this game. I think it's
1: an an interesting point, Wayne, that uh, Lennon's actually done this and experienced it with a team, surprisingly, another pub league, um, so they've they've he's experienced it. So he can. It made wonder if he's shown them that game. and Said, look, you know, if 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 you, and, and obviously needing the crowd behind him to be hostile because Celtic Park, you know, I've been there before. It is one of the loudest grounds I've actually been to. It's 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 unbelievable. So, but if if they can replicate that in some way, and I wonder if he's shown them that the game, you know this is Celtic when we play Manchester United it can be done if you're disciplined and you have the right temperament. I wonder if you'd, show him, you'd be smart if it, to, to show him highlights or at least mention it, that he's been there and done it before with a team uh, far uh, not as much quality as Manchester United.
0: Well, here's a question for you two. Sorry, Michael. Um, Better asked, do you think that if by a chance United go a goal down, they could be mentally shaken, taken into the weekend's result of the weekend? No, I, think it's
1: a of the weekend. I don't, because like I said, I could touch on Wayne touching, there's a lot of experience there. Casemiro, Ronaldo, these players are experienced. They've been. No, I don't. To answer your question, no, I don't.
2: Yeah, it really I depends. I think
1: that, on that's, the... that's, sorry, Wayne, that sometimes kicks them into gear when they go yeah. behind. Especially against the teams that are not a Manchester City
2: or a Liverpool. Yeah, it does depend on the players who are available as well. I mean, Maguire's not going to be playing. You did see last season that it, they definitely had that kind of effect that, they, you know, if, if a team scored against them, they immediately heads would drop and they'd feel sorry for themselves. But I do think there's been such a big turnover of players, and those players who've come in have got a lot of experience. Well, certainly Casemiro and you know, Ronaldo is going to have it. They wouldn't be too worried, and those players didn't play against. Say, you know, Casemiro. I know he played in the second half, but at least he played in a, a sort of better environment than the first half. And Lindelof wasn't as bad as Varane, so he, his reaction wouldn't necessarily be too shaken. You wouldn't think Martinez. You'd think he's quite resolute, considering what he came back against Brentford. You know, and then put in. A couple of great performances, well, a string of great performances. Martin has probably been the best player since Brentford, and he was the most heavily criticized in that game. So I mean, look, we're looking at this from from your guys' point of view, this is a massively historic game from United's point of view, is um looking at and looking for indicators of progress and resilience and reaction. So the question do you think that they could be mentally shaken? you know I'm not as confident as Rodri in saying they won't be but this is the indication this is the test right this is what we are seeing we don't know and, and you're gonna see are they taking that step forward you would think you would think rationally speaking that they will they that they wouldn't probably even go all down they'd have control of the game from the start but um yeah it's it's a it's a learning curve for everyone and supporters are involved in tenogs included in that as well you know everyone's learning all the time about this squad of players and um it'll be interesting for sure. Um more interesting that you know if if this was a Alex Ferguson team playing in Cyprus you'd be like, all right, you kinda know what to expect. You don't know what to expect at the moment. Um so yeah, that, that's a plus and a minus for for um for Lennon going into the game. The thing
0: is, if the Sociedad game for us is anything to go by, I mean, we didn't play particularly well going forward, but defensively we were very good. And I know Sociedad were probably in second gear, but we almost came away with a point in that one. We almost came away with a point. I think it's just the defensive naivety that cost us. But um, I think against United, if we get one or two opportunities to cross the halfway line and hit United on the counter, we've got the pace to do it. And that, that's the one thing I will say. Uh, we've got the pace to really hurt United, and especially if uh, Luke Shaw plays at left-back. We've got this young kid called Loizzo, who's very, very talented, um, very skillful little player, and I think he can cause problems. But, will he start like, hmm? Will he start? No, yeah, I think he will. Yeah. I think he will. Will he start against Saussure, Dad?
3: Yeah, I'd like to I think, think he's starting, because I think he could trouble someone like Luke Shaw hundred
0: percent, and if Gagulis starts as well, the pace that he's got—I mean, his mum was a sprinter, and he's just as quick as, as she was. So, you know, the, the only—the only thing I will say is that in a game like this, and we saw it when Abolon, the, the other Cypriot team, they played against Olimpia goes in the Champions in, in the in the qualifier,
3: yeah.
0: and a lot of the Cypriot players, especially the youngsters, they were trying too much because they wanted to be front and center. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is one of my concerns that a lot of players, albeit not deliberately or not intentionally, but subconsciously, they're trying to do too much because it's against United instead of doing the simple things. Well, that's the mental thing, isn't it? That's, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, you play the opponent,
3: not the occasion. And that's really important, especially if you're a young player who aspires to something greater, which we know Loisel does.
0: Well, no, he's, uh, he's a talented player. We know that there's a few teams in Europe looking at him. Benfica, apparently one of the teams looking at him last summer, Um, but we've got other players as well that can cause problems. And again, if we defend well, like we did against Sociedad, we might get a draw. And the thing is, to be fair, United, no disrespect, set pieces are not really particularly good at defending them. I think with the height that we've got defensively with Miletic, our our own Nemanja, our own centre-back called Nemanja, um, who played for Partizan Belgrade. He's, He's pretty decent in the air, scored a couple of goals. Adam Lang, Hungarian international. He's good in the air. He's he, he's had Harry Kane in his pocket in a few internationals, and that's not even a joke. So, look, we 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 can cause an upset, but it's it's slim to none. Let's let's get it right. But it's football, so anything can can really happen. There's a cliche that you're never going to hear me. Here's a question
3: still for you and anyone um, who's listening and watching. Um, out of all the players, who's going to try and get Ronaldo's shirt? Or have they had a Tavley tournament to, go, to be whoever's going to go and ask it's him Tavley, you reckon?
0: Oh, I don't know. I think, doesn't the captain get to choose first? Uh, well, possibly. To be Lessecs. be less X, But Lessecs has, has played in Europa, Europa, Europa League games before. So I don't think that will... That was, I don't know. Maybe they I might just they get they it and sell it to charity. I, I bet you they sell it for charity. I bet you someone gets the shirt off Ronaldo and they, they put it out for auction for charity. I'm telling you. This is what our club does. This kind <laughs> of club. I'm telling you. And there was a feature, wasn't there? One of the, I
3: think it was either the Independent or the Times. I can't remember a big feature on him on Loizou, and who you know, you know, growing up, he said he's a Ronaldo fan. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess it might be him. He might try and get it.
0: His auntie is a is a coach in Winchmore. That's right. There you go. See, we're everywhere. You can't (laughs) escape from us. (laughs) We're everywhere. Wonderful. Uh, boys, um, let's wrap it up with our results. Thank you very much. Oh, prediction. I can't even get my words out today. I can't even get anything right today. It's excitement, the it Excitement. I know, man. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. But, um, yeah, let's, let's wrap it up with our predictions. Um, Rod, I'll start with you. I know you're going to say 5-0 United. No, I'm
1: going to be Conservative, so 6-0. <laughs> no, no, no. Um... Malaga. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, mm, two, three, one. I think. Are oh, you giving us a goal? You give us a goal. Okay, yeah, be I'm, happy I'm with gonna. That. I'm gonna give you a goal to make it exciting. Then United, you know, kicks up the yeah. ass and
2: make it makes it okay. Okay,
1: Wayne.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking three-one um, to United. Um, should clarify. It's
0: They're giving bad. us a goal. I'm happy with that. Give us a goal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the same order as Rodri. I think the United will probably score two or three, and then. Ammonia um, will get one later on. Um, I, I don't normally do predictions, so um, you're blessed with that one. I infamously stay away from them because it's you guys. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Michali
3: um, oh, do you know what? If United score early, it could be a tough night for Ammonia But um, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with what Rodger's saying. I think Ammonia might score first. Lots of excitement, crowd up, get that first goal. Here's United
0: kick up the arse and then United to win 3-1. Okay. Go Fair on, enough. still you. I say one to ammonia I think we're gonna shit house <laughs> a win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 shit house
0: a win, mate. Clean sheet as well.
3: Now, if, but, ammonia win tomorrow, if ammonia win tomorrow, after training, I'm gonna come and bring a bottle of champagne to your house.
0: Bring it. Bring it
1: on I it? To bring home now, it? Who's what? doing the, the, the thing afterwards tomorrow? Well, the the, the review. Yeah, well, you're gonna be on. Yeah, it, it, it else. You get right gonna on. Right Roy's gonna it? be on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chris, nah, Chris right. should be on as well. So yeah, yeah. it's all right. You can listen. We... It's it's a win win situation for us because if we lose, it's like well, we kind of expect to lose. I if we know. win, if we win, uh, as we say in Cyprus, "Kadishisou," so, no. you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I've, got, I've
0: got
1: 24 hours to find an EPOEL top, so, so I'll find it. Tomorrow's show.
3: Oh Rod, Rod, that that hurts, man.
1: That hurts. <laughs> I'm just winding
0: him up. <laughs> anyway, thank you, gentlemen, for jumping on board. Uh, Rod, Twitter, Instagram, you want to promote?
1: Uh, Rod James Gigs. Uh, yeah, Instagram's private, so don't press okay. because I'll just say no. No problem.
2: <laughs> Wayne, uh, Wayne S Barton on um, on all socials. And you can come and say hello to me, I won't say no, it's fine.
0: <laughs> and you've got a website as well, is that right?
2: Um, yeah, talkofthedevils.co.uk, and um, the where, the podcast is also Talk of the Devils on, on YouTube. However, because of the Athletics um, United podcast being called the same name, it's Talking Devils, that's the name of the podcast. Um I was with first, but um, to avoid any copyright infringement, copyright, I I'm yeah, just yeah. Nice. You don't want
0: YouTube on your case because they'll yeah. just shut you down for anything these days. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Mike?
3: Yes, it's um, at Del Pieri um, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm happy to interact.
0: Excellent, wonderful. Yeah, well, absolutely. this episode was sponsored by Bet on Alpha, the best betting company in Cyprus. You're, you're watching the Alpha podcast in Cyprus, so it's only right. You bet with Bet on Alpha, but do it responsibly, please. That's it for another edition of No Choftes. We'll be back tomorrow. fuck Let's go.